This is episode 224, Release the Fear Around Being Yourself, Especially in Dating, with Bianca. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice, as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This episode is going up on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate Christmas. And, you know, Christmas is, to me, more than a religious holiday. It's really a time of celebrating the past year, celebrating with friends and family that we love, celebrating the change in season. It's just a time of celebration. And I really celebrate all of you. I'm so grateful to have your ears and to be with you on your runs, on your commute to work, when you're cooking dinner, at night. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing the show. Thank you for sending it to your friends. Sharing the show on social media with people you know is the best gift that you can give to me because it helps the show grow. And I appreciate that so very much. As you may know, as you've been listening to the show, we are celebrating Christmas in Australia. I haven't gotten used to having a summer Christmas. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm really honest about that. I like my wintry Christmases where I can wear sweaters and curl up in front of a fire rather than it being, you know, 90 degrees. But that is what we're doing this year. So I am making the best out of it. And hey, at least I'm going to come back with a tan. And we are in Australia through January and hosting a one-day workshop in Brisbane on January 11th. It's life work and breath work. So we'll be helping you clear out anything that is no longer serving you and helping you have a clear vision for what you want to create in 2020. So you have a 2020 vision in 2020. This is a very unique experience to work with us. It's very reasonably priced. Go to christinehassler.com slash Australia. Please hurry and sign up because we have a smaller space so we can do breath work with all of you and it will fill up. And I said in Coach's Corners last week, I, I know a lot of you Aussies, it's January, it's summertime, you don't like to make plans, but you'll regret it if you don't come. We're not here often and this is going to be incredibly powerful. We did a similar thing in London and people just were absolutely blown away, especially by the breath work. So come, 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 go register christinehassler.com slash Australia. So in this magical time of year, this can also be a very triggering time of year. And I just really encourage you to not let your self-care go out the window. When you're with family, when you're with friends, when there's a little more alcohol or sugar involved, it can be easy to let our self-care and our practices fly out the window. And of course, it's fine to have a holiday from that every now and again, but you don't want to ignore it completely because then not only are you being triggered by family or friends or having a little more alcohol or sugar than you usually do, but you're not also supporting that with your healthy self-care practices. So carve out time for yourself. If you're going and spending time with family, rent your own car, have your own space, maybe stay in a hotel, maybe say no to some obligations that don't feel good to you and carve out some time to celebrate this season with yourself too. Because if we look at the religious meaning 
meaning of Christmas, it's a time of birth. And this can be a beautiful time of, of rebirth, of birthing into a new you. Or better said, because I don't like to say new you, because there's nothing wrong with the old you. An upgraded you, the next version of you, an even more conscious, loving version of you. And I think we can all tap into that loving energy that's present at this time. But if you're too busy running around out of obligation, going from thing to thing, or you're too busy distracting yourself with one too many Christmas movies or one too many glasses of wine or chocolate cookies or whatever it is, or eggnog, I'm trying to think of some things that you eat and drink on Christmas, then you're not going to have that quiet time to go through a little bit of that rebirthing and birthing process yourself. So carve out some meditation time. I encourage you to check out my Coach's Corner from last week and the one that's going to come up from this week, the one coming up this week. I'm also guiding you through a meditation. So you can use that as a guide to take your decade in review and to call in what you're looking for for 2020. So today's episode is all about a lot of things. It's about being yourself loving yourself and allowing yourself not to push through fear. One of my, uh, for lack of a better word, pet peeves about a lot of what I see on Instagram and in the personal development world is you can go for it. You're unstoppable. Just do it. Just push right through, feel the fear and do it anyway. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're feeling fear because our psyche, our soul is saying, no, I do not want to do this. I am not ready to do this. No, 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 no. And I could push through this, but it's not going to end well. So this call with Bianca is a beautiful example of really honoring the fear and seeing that there's a message in that fear rather than pushing through the fear. As you're listening to this call, consider, is there something you believe you quote unquote, should be pushing through right now, even though you have so much fear coming up around it? Do you desire a relationship, but also have a lot of fear coming up when it comes to dating? When you get close to people, are you afraid to let them see the real you? Do you wear masks? Did you have to grow up early as a child for some reason, like your parents got divorced or one or both parents were not available or capable of taking care of you in the way that you needed? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the show. How can I help? So pretty much my question has to do with getting back in the dating world. I have done some kind of self-reflection, some self-development over the last two years, and I'm finding even though it's something I desire, I when I am kind of presented with opportunity, mm-hmm. I am very fearful and pretty much bolt in the other direction. (laughs) So I'm looking for a little bit of guidance. And like, I know that like when I do certain activities or like exercises, I get results right away. And so then I get excited, but then I also get like kind of scared. So I'm just, I've never really been in this space before. So I'm yeah, okay. just looking for a little bit of guidance on it. Sure. And what do you think, Bianca, was the triggering event for why all this fear started coming up from dating? Did you have a bad experience? Did you get out of a bad relationship? What happened? Well, my last, what I would consider 
serious relationship ended kind of abruptly. And it was kind of the last boyfriend per se of like kind of a string of just relationships that I kind of hopped from one to the next. And Mm -hmm. after this last one, I was like, really intentional about taking some space for myself. And I don't know that I've ever done that. And so coming back into it, after not dating, I feel like I'm a little bit more cracked open. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit more wanting to be just honest and authentic. And that I think creates some more fear where Mm -hmm. before I used to just kind of put on a mask and be mm. fine mm-hmm. and I am attempting to do things differently. So that is a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. For well, me. Yeah. Well, of course it's scary. I completely understand why it's scary. And I acknowledge you for not wanting to go back into old patterns such as wearing the masks. And so it makes perfect sense to me, logically and psychologically, as to why you're feeling fear because this is new territory for you. And I'm sure that you can remember some times where you were yourself, where you didn't have the mask on and you got hurt. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, tell me about some of those experiences. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like a relationship uh, when I was a bit younger, like eight or nine years ago. And it was, I think the first time I've been like fully, fully heartbroken And during this time of reflection, I've kind of realized, like, I've never really opened up to anyone since that relationship. Mm. And how are you heartbroken in that relationship? The way I experienced it, he was, he gave up on us. And like, we were fighting, we're fighting, we're young, we were so passionately in love, we couldn't find a middle ground. And I was kind of out of ideas. We couldn't align on any together. And so he pretty much just, you know, threw in the towel and said that he couldn't do it anymore. And I was just absolutely, I, I wasn't done fighting for us. And so I was absolutely devastated. Mm. And when you think of him now, how do you feel? Um, I think a little bit of a little mix. <laughs> I like deep in my heart. I, I don't feel like he was my person. So I, have peace with that part of it um and I loved him deeply and wanted of course want the best for him but I think that that looking back on definitely left some really deep wounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if he were here right now and I don't want you to say this from your evolved I want the best from him place. I want you to say this from Mm -hmm. the place that still hurt, the heartbroken place. If he were standing in front of you and would listen to anything you had to say, what would you tell him? That he really hurt me. Mm -hmm. He really hurt me because? You weren't willing to fight for us or to do things in a different way or to be open to something that might really help us. Mm -hmm. And by you not being willing to fight for us, you made me feel. Like it didn't matter. Like I wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. That I wasn't worth fighting for. Mm. And so since you made me feel like I wasn't worth fighting for, I now believe about myself that. That I'm not worth worth fighting for, that 
I guess like that it'll be hard. <laughs> that relationship is hard. Mm-hmm. And that when I get to that level of intimacy that they may leave mm-hmm. or they may give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worth fighting for. I'm not enough. And if ever someone does want to get into relationship with me, when it gets a little tough or when I take down all the masks or when they really get to know me, they're going to leave. Yeah. 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 So just let that emotion come up because that's just the heartbreak speaking. And I can really see how you feel that way. And just to, just to cover our bases here, was there anyone from further back, like a parent or anyone in your close immediate family or around you or that ever made you feel like you didn't matter or that you felt gave up on you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was seven, my, uh, my parents got divorced and my dad wasn't super involved um, at the time. At the time, I did feel... Uh, I didn't understand mm-hmm. why he left. I didn't understand why he didn't stay to fight for our family. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even if your adult self may understand that, the seven-year-old in there doesn't. And it's your, right. your, your actual seven-year-old that picked your ex to relive some of these yeah. triggering events so that you can possibly heal from them. You know, a lot of times it takes having a similar event happen to trigger the pain for us to go back and deal with the initial wounding. You know, that's one of the reasons I wrote Expectation Hangover because I saw from my own life and after working with thousands of people that anybody's disappointment or anybody's struggle or even this expectation you're having now about you expect dating to be a certain way, but it's not the expectation hangover you had with the relationship of this man giving up on you. This disappointment is activating a cluster of feelings that go back to an earlier event. So you have the opportunity to heal that. So at seven years old, you formed a strong belief that's been programmed and created, been driving a lot of your behavior because remember 95, at least 95% of behavior is unconsciously driven. So you formed this belief a long time ago that you weren't worth worth fighting for. Yeah. And and it's interesting because like I've felt that way in different scenarios throughout life, but I've never specifically thought about those two correlations in that way. Like I, I know that I've formed the belief somewhere that I'm not worthy or I'm not worth fighting for. And then I didn't connect those two specific, like divorce in that person. Mm-hmm. Can you see how they go together now? Does that makes sense. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've, I've created like in my most release, my most recent relationship as well, like the same, the same pattern. Whereas, like, as soon as like somebody that I really, really show myself or feel connected to, as soon as it gets a little bit hard for them, they leave. And right. I 
can now see that that's a little bit of a a pattern. Yeah. And maybe a little more work to do there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you're seeing it. That's, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, what I want to point out to you is that you're, in terms of your initial question, you're not afraid of dating. You're afraid of abandonment. Mm, yeah. So you're protecting yourself by not really putting yourself out there. And you know what, Bianca, right now, I think that's fine. I think right now, listen to your fear because your fear is an alarm system. It's indicating to you that you're not ready. And instead of trying to push through the fear, let's have compassion for it. Let's learn from it. Let's mother it. Let's ask it what it needs. And from what I'm hearing so far, this fear, first of all, needs to feel accepted. Like, can you feel the relief in your body when I tell you, you don't have to push through this fear and just make yourself go date? Yeah. 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 I mean, if I were to give you the best dating tips in the world, and this was a pep talk for you to go out there and date, maybe you'd feel okay for a minute because you think you're supposed to, but then when it came to getting out there to do it, all this would come up again. Because when it comes to our core wounding, we can't push through it. We have to accept it. We need to embrace it. We need to heal it. And we need to go slow and gentle. And so I just want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. This really isn't about dating at all. You don't need to push yourself through this. This is from my point of view, very clearly a seven-year-old little girl whose parents got divorced, who formed some really big misunderstandings that need to be forgiven. And the good news is the issue is really with, you know, your dad. So this really isn't a dating issue. It's a father issue. And once you heal that, then dating will naturally become a little easier because that fear of abandonment won't be driving your behavior so much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to that seven-year-old little girl whose parents got divorced and who all of a sudden dad really wasn't around and it wasn't really explained to her. What do you think she felt? She felt scared and had a younger brother. And I just remember... As soon as it happened, I just kept pushing. Like I was just felt like I needed to be there for my mom and I needed to help with my brother. And it was kind of just like, a okay, now I'm dad. Almost like I almost just mm-hmm. shouldered the responsibility of being dad at seven mm-hmm. because I didn't want my mom to have to do it alone. Right. So in doing that, you never got to feel. You never got to grieve. And that's what all these, all these triggering events and all these breakups and heartbreak, they're serving you. You're not a victim of these. You don't have bad luck at love. It's all because your soul, your higher self doesn't want the seven-year-old to carry around the pain. And unfortunately, time doesn't heal all wounds. We can, it gives us more time to distract ourselves from them, but it doesn't heal them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What does heal the wounding is to allow ourselves to go back and feel it when we never had the opportunity. And and what you said is clear that you never had the opportunity. 
You never had the opportunity to cry and be like, where's dad? I don't understand what's going on. You had to become the parent instead of the child who was parented. And so the healing opportunity for you is to start to parent that seven-year-old. Because again, she's the one, like every time you go out on dates, it's it's like a seven-year-old going on a date. (laughs) And and most seven-year-old girls that I know, we were just with a seven-year-old girl last weekend. She was so sweet and she was very shy, you know, and still a little girl. And I can't imagine her going on a date with a big, scary man, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it's like, that's, so please stop judging yourself for the fear around this and know that there's just this little seven-year-old that needs you to parent her. So, you know, this is something that definitely a counselor would be super helpful for, but we can, we can dive into it a little bit right now. So I just want you to just close your eyes for a moment and just imagine that little seven-year-old you standing in front of you. And when it comes to really healthy parenting, it's not about explanation. Healthy parenting is really about acknowledging and understanding how the little one is feeling. So. I just want you to imagine that seven-year-old in front of you. And what would you say to her? Um, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to feel sad. Yeah. It's okay to feel hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay to be scared. Mm-hmm. And I would really just want her to deeply feel like it was not her responsibility to be a parent. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be seven and mm-hmm. not know what your feelings mean or mm-hmm. to express them. And I feel like I, I didn't really, I wasn't ever given space really. Yeah. to express like really what the weight of it meant and in a way that I felt comfortable. Right. Right. And can you see how much a part of you is craving that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you are in your journey right now. This isn't a season where you should be on Bumble. This is a season <laughs> where you're, you're tending to that this little one and it doesn't have to last forever. You know, healing is not, it doesn't have to take years and years and years. It takes as long as it takes. And it's a process. One of my favorite quotes is growth is a process, not an event. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I guess like I get, I don't know if it's frustrated or really hard on myself or it's like, this is something I really desire and like I find myself like, well, why, why, you know, like, why can't I just go out there, you know? And so I guess like, well, it makes a lot of sense connecting the dots. Yeah. And let me help you with the judgment a little bit. What you're actually really desiring is a father. Mm. And so it's actually, it's from my opinion, really good that you're having a block to dating because you would be attracting more men like your dad. Mm. 
because that's what you're really desiring because that's what you felt like you lost and what you had to become. So in a sense, you're really looking for someone to take care of you, but you're attracting men who can't step up and end up giving Mm. up on you. They do exactly the opposite of what you desire. Yeah. And they're never going to be enough. Right. Right. So this is good that there's some fear and there's a bit of a block around this because when you work through this, your longing and what you really desire in a relationship will shift Mm -hmm. and you'll stop wanting a father and you'll actually want a partner because a partner will Mm -hmm. sit and work through it with you with but a father, at least the father you had in terms of role modeling, will leave. Mm-hmm. And so rather than repeating and repeating kind of the same thing over and over again, I really encourage you to dedicate some time, find a, a coach, find a counselor, a really good therapist, find a, a, a course, like someone that something that can help you through this because when we're reparenting those younger parts, it's really helpful to have an advocate to have an ally. You see how much easier it was for you to connect to that seven-year-old when I was here with you, just holding loving space. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where somebody, when you have a healthy relationship with a counselor or therapist or someone like that, in a sense, they can kind of model that parental holding space role and help you start Mm -hmm. to do it on your own and also help you grieve in order to stop basically wanting to marry your dad. You, you've got to grieve the father that you had and let Mm -hmm. go of him. And I'm not saying you have to look, I don't know Mm -hmm. what your relationship with him is like now, but you don't, I'm not saying you have to stop talking to him or let go of him having him in your life. It's more about let go of, because every little girl looks up to her dad and you'll have, you'll have to grieve and I see his humanness and accept it and come to a sense of completion with it such that you don't need to basically. So you stop desiring him because right now that's driving your attraction. Yeah, and I think that, like, there's a long, like, our, our relationship is great now, but there was a long period of time where where there was no relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I I think I get caught in almost, like, the optimism of, like, just kind of leaving it all behind mm-hmm. because now is, you know, is great. And so, like, it, it makes sense to to still acknowledge obviously that the times where there wasn't really a relationship there and yeah, that's okay. Like we, I, it's more about for me, I think leaving the judgment of like what it should or shouldn't look like and like what our journey has led us to. And it doesn't mean he's a bad person or anything like we can have a great relationship now. And I, can still acknowledge this part of the little girl in me that didn't she she didn't get over it or she right. didn't heal it she didn't right. shouldn't acknowledge it right and what a blessing that 
you have a great relationship with him now. What a blessing. And sometimes that can Mm -hmm. make um, the healing harder because we're like, oh, it's fine. There's not an issue there anymore. Well, maybe, maybe not with your, again, maybe not with your current self, but there is, there is that part of you, that little seven-year-old who still is very, very attached. Yeah. Yeah. So how is this landing with you? And what do you think your follow-up steps will be? Well, it definitely feels like um, giving myself permission to not um, be so concerned with dating Mm -hmm. um, and to like deeper dive into uh, the just seven-year-old girl that hasn't felt heard Mm -hmm. and definitely diving deeper into that and I like it it really resonates with me when you said like when I heal that wound like dating is going to show up differently and like I can really feel that like right now it seems scary because like all of this isn't resolved and like I don't want to keep repeating Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those patterns and attracting the same people that will eventually, yeah, Mm -hmm. be exactly what I don't feel that I want. Yes. And what about working with a counselor or somebody that can help you through this? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Good. And so what I'd, what I'd suggest just as a first step is just starting to write letters or journal to that seven-year-old. Just start to reestablish a connection with her to let her know that you're there. Because can you see how things shifted when you started to give her a voice? Yeah. 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 This is going to shift. Going to be okay. Just some healing. Thank you. You can do it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I want to acknowledge Bianca for her honesty and her willingness to go really deep in this call. You know, all of my callers are just so incredible. I just love you all so much and my listeners as well. You know, she came in with a question about dating and we went in a completely different direction. And so I just so honor and appreciate the, the willingness. You know, when it comes to being coached, willingness is everything. Willingness, but also being attuned to your own inner wisdom. No, you never want to give your power away to a coach or to anyone. You know, if a lot of times resistance can come up when someone's telling us truth or someone's giving us feedback, that's hard to see. But when there's just like a no inside of you and it's just like, no, that really doesn't land with me. That really doesn't feel right. And there's no charge. It just, no, it doesn't feel right. Or there's even the feeling of, I want to get, like, this is this is yuck and I want to get out of here. The, listen to those, right? Definitely listen to those. Never, ever give your power away to anyone. And at the same time, be open and willing, especially if you're going to someone for advice and feedback, to hear what they're reflecting to you. So 
Like we said, her initial question was she wants to date, but when it comes in her direction, she gets really, really scared. And especially now that she's been doing a lot of work on herself because she doesn't wear as many masks and wearing the masks were what made her feel less scared. So Bianca developed this way to be a bit of a chameleon, which gave her a false sense of confidence because it was like, all right, well, if they don't see the real me and I'm just what they want me to be, then I'll stay safe. And for all of you listening, if you're raising your hand to that, if you know you have that pattern of, all right, well, I'll just figure out how I need to be in order for this person not to leave me, I really, really encourage you to listen to this episode a couple times and to do the inner work so that you stop doing that because nothing leads to unfulfillment more than not feeling like we can totally be ourselves. One of the things we as humans so deeply desire is to be seen and understood. And we can't be seen and understood unless we take off the masks. So if you're wearing the masks, make this the year that they come off. And we came to an understanding as I talked to Bianca as why she wore these masks. You know, I've asked her when she has been herself, has she been hurt? And first she talks about the relationship where she felt like he gave up on us. And I allowed her to go into the emotion of that. I allowed her to speak to him. I allowed her to, not allowed, that's the wrong word. I created a space for her to really speak to that. And then when we were on the emotion, I asked the deeper question of let's go back even further to your childhood. Have you ever had this happen before when someone wasn't there for you? And that's when we got to her parents getting divorced and her dad not being super involved. And she literally said, I didn't understand why he didn't fight for my family. Boom. There it is right there. Why do you think she had her heart broken by a man that she felt gave up on her? It's because her soul and her psyche is seeking to heal this father wound. You know, when it comes to our healing, our more evolved part or our older part can really get in the way and either justify things like, oh, well, it had to happen this way. And, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. He just had other priorities or it taught me lessons. You know, we can, like I said, rationalize it or spiritual bypass it. And it's, it's, that doesn't really get to the healing. It's so important to take ourselves back. And often it takes a similar event that triggers a way, way, way earlier event. So for Bianca, the similar event of this boyfriend who she felt gave up on her is triggering the way, way early event of her feeling like her father wasn't really there for her. So these beliefs that we form a long, long, long time ago have years and years and years and years to create results in our life. And so that's why it's so important to go back and find the origin. And I want to emphasize, like I did in the intro, that In this case, it was completely unhealthy to push through her fear around dating. That would have been just disastrous because the fear was an alarm system. The fear was the uncomfortable feeling, because it usually takes an uncomfortable feeling to alert us, to alarm us of, ooh, 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 healing opportunity, healing opportunity, unresolved issues, something to go back to. And if she had just pushed through that fear and just gone and you know, taken a bunch of dating advice and just got out there in the dating world, then she would have missed this opportunity and probably would have ended up with another dude who she felt would give up on her and who she wore masks around. So remember, there are times not to push. There are times not to feel the fear and do it anyway. There are times to feel the fear and go into what the fear is teaching us. 
know, and when we went back and worked with her little one, we realized she became a dad at age seven. She never got to feel or experience her, her true emotions about the event. She never got to grieve. And remember, time doesn't heal all wounds. In fact, it builds upon it. It just stacks and stacks and stacks until we allow ourselves to go back and heal it. It's kind of like picking a scab. You know, if you keep picking a scab and picking a scab and picking a scab, over time, it won't heal. It won't because you keep picking at it. So we've got to give ourselves the space and time to heal. That's why I said, don't push yourself into dating. Don't date right now. You'll continue to attract a man like your dad. And when you do the healing work, when you allow that scab to heal, you'll start really desiring a partner and stop attracting people like your father. So some takeaways for you. Do with yourself what I did with Bianca. Imagine those younger parts of you that were hurt or went through hard times. Speak to them and let them speak and listen. Remember, when we're working with a younger part of ourselves, it's not about explanation. It's more about creating a safe space and an acknowledgement of their feeling. You can also establish that connection through writing if it's hard for you to do out loud or in your head. And stop pushing yourself forward when fear is asking you to go backwards. Not backwards in terms of progress, but back in terms of healing something from your past. And even if a relationship is great now with a parent or someone from your past, there still may be some healing to do, just like it was with Bianca. And finally, work with a guide. This is something I recommend all the time. Find a coach, find a counselor, come and join my personal mastery program, christinehassler.com slash mastery. Come to my spring retreat, christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat. Find your tribe, find your guide. You don't have to do this alone and you're not alone. I just want to remind you all, you are so, so loved. You've got this, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, you have all the inner resources inside of you to heal it, to deal with it. And if you don't feel like you've access to those inner resources, you have the inner resources to attract and manifest the right guides and support system that can help you through it. Sending you all so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.